0: From the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And And you're you're in in the the hunt. hunt. Rendon Upon us is my favorite holiday. You know we don't care too much about holidays, but there's like three holidays in the year that I really care about. One is Jesus's birthday, okay. Second is Ridden's birthday. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, shot. So the second, the, the second is Veterans Day slash Memorial Day. They're not they're very different, but they're yeah. in the vein of service and military service. And of course, the granddaddy of them all, the 4th of July, <laughs> Independence Day, our Independence Day, Independence Day. How many times have I watched that movie and watched that clip of the president talking about Today our freedom, we celebrate our, our Independence, Independence Day? Yes. yes. Yeah. This is my favorite holiday. It's my favorite holiday because this is where it all started. This is where it all began. And through all the ups and downs, the good, the bad, the ills, all the struggle, all the progress, everything, it hinges on the inception of the American experiment that started July 4th, 1776. USA. Hallelujah. USA. Hallelujah. (laughs) USA. Love it. Yeah, I love it. So, so you're gonna be wearing red, white, and blue on the Fourth of July. I'm gonna paint myself in red, white, and blue. I mean, you don't understand. I go nuts for this holiday. Okay. No, I understand. You see me. You see me. There's, there's, there's a very limited. There's zero chance I'll, I, I will have a few adult beverages, and I probably will not be fully sober. But I just love this holiday. It's great. It's an opportunity to to, to start to teach the kids about patriotism. About what this country stands for, about who we are, about where we've come, and the idea that we aren't perfect. We got we got a ways to go, but but this is the greatest country in the world, and here's why. But here's what's here's here's what's interesting about what you just said. Because of the era that we live in now, we have to caveat everything with the but well, we are perfect, but we are not perfect. There, it's kind of ridiculous. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is perfect. Okay? Yeah. Like, I'm very proud to be a hunt. Are the hunts perfect? I mean, with exception of me, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud to be a hunt. Any affiliation that we have. What in, color are those pants? In anything, <laughs> is that taupe? <laughs> algae? Is that algae? Did you just say taupe? Taupe. <laughs> The fact that you know what color a tope is—Are those algae green pants? They're perfect, but they're algae. I would say they—they're they're more of a moss green. Mo- oh, okay. Continue, I'm sorry. You were talking about perfect that I... Yeah, yeah. Well, we we feel like we have to caveat everything. And what's the saying? Great is the enemy of good? Great is the enemy of good, yeah. So we feel like we have to caveat, yeah, there are things we have to work on, blah, blah, blah. The 4th of July is not about celebrating the things that we have to work on. The 4th of July is celebrating... How badass we are. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Good point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'll give you an example of this that that has just come up at, at... the time that we're filming this this show it's a day after former secretary of defense donald rumsfeld mm-hmm. passed away mm-hmm. okay who, who gave my commencement speech at west point in 2004 yes and and who i've met on a number of occasions really funny segue here would have been in 2014, so seven years ago, he passed away at the age of 88. So he would have been 81 years old. Yeah, uh, I had the the pleasure of introducing him for a lunch meeting, and I had introduced him, and I was talking to one of his aides, and his aide was saying, "Yeah, you know, we had we played some squash this morning, yada yada yada," and I'm like, "We." <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? We played some squash this morning. And this aide, at the time, yeah, I was in my early thirties. He was about my age, right? Okay. So, what do, you, what do you mean we played some squash? He's like, you know, yeah, you know, me and the secretary, you know, we played. It's like, is he any good? He's like, yeah, he beat me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, c- c- so, could you imagine? <laughs> so, so I'm. I have played a little bit of squash. I played quite a bit while uh, while I was at Harvard Business School. Uh-huh. My friends and I, we, we played a bit, so I picked <laughs> up the sport. And after I had introduced him and after we had had this lunch, I had gone up to him. I said, hey, Mr. Secretary, look, I, I hear, hear you're, you're playing squash and, and still getting around doing that. And he looks at me and says, you want to play? I'll kick your ass. Of course he said that. <laughs> I am like, said, "Bro, Whoa, I just met you, <laughs> bro." <laughs> Relax. bro. But the the reason I, I bring up Secretary Rumsfeld, but R- R- real quick, could you imagine Joe crime Bill Biden playing trying to play squash? I can't even imagine him walking upstairs to get to an <laughs> airplane. So how so can I imagine a what kind of question is that? <laughs> squash he's like squash with squash. Is that what's for lunch? Make sure it's matched up. It's gotta have an easier my digestive system. <laughs> you mean the mixer make sure it's pureed really well. So so Sorry. I, the reason the reason I, I bring him up. <laughs> Is because I was watching, and you know, I watch all sorts of news sources. Okay, so I was watching Rachel Maddow yesterday, right? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I watch all sorts of news sources. I told you, I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't agree with all just, news sources. <laughs> I said I, I watch right all right. news like, sources. If I, I could probably watch Rachel Maddow for three and a half nanoseconds. <laughs> Before my head explodes. <laughs> so here, here was, it was, it was. Good for you, by the way. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Good for you. It was, it was an interesting, she was doing a segment where basically she was talking about Donald Rumsfeld and everything that went on with the Iraq war and everything that went wrong. Yeah. And this is another conversation for another day. You know, I do not wholeheartedly agree with the way that things were handled, the way that there were a lot of good people who died because of Of poor decision making. We fought in this war. Brendan, so, you know, we we get it. However, we get it. However, this goes back to what you're saying about Fourth of July and and when it's the time to say things are okay and things are. Is the eve of this guy's death really the time that we're going to take? To trash his life. Yeah. Yeah. And let me say this for the record. As my brother and closest confidant, Mm -hmm. I don't care what I think of anybody and what they've done over the course of their lives. Yeah. On the day of their death, if you ever hear me trying to trash anybody, I don't care who they are, unless it's Bill Cosby. (laughs) <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Please stop me. Yeah. Like there's a le- there's a level of appropriateness when certain things happen. Yeah. And once again, the 4th of July, the level of appropriateness for the 4th of July is not to say this is all we have going on and our country sucks, even though we're the best country in the world. No, it's a time for us to actually come together. Like why don't we have yeah, these it's opportunities a time to put on some tacky sleeveless red, white and blue shorts, shirts, put on some American flag Antelonis. I'm sure you have some. <laughs> what would make you think that I have American I think you have flag? Some pants. real tight ones. Some real tight American flag. Right <laughs> so it's anonymous no, to American pa- flag. Wh- wh- paint. Where, where, <laughs> where you're happy, proud of it? Yeah, yeah. And and that was just something that I saw. It's like you know, there's there's I struggle with that in our society. Mean, I, and I, I want to add something else to this too. It's kind of like the Juneteenth thing as well. Let's be happy. Can we be happy about that? When I when I would see people just say, we already have Independence Day. It's going the Fourth of July. Yeah, we have that. And, and? we have all this and a, a paycheck. A paycheck? <laughs> like, we, th- this is not an or conversation. It's an and conversation. Isn't it amazing? Let's celebrate the Republicans freeing slaves. Can we do that? It it, it, isn't this, it, this is a good thing, guys. This is this is a really good thing. <laughs> isn't it crazy how we can be such curmudgeons about everything? Yeah, nothing is ever good enough. <sighs> God, right? I mean, we see this. It, it was really interesting with uh, with General Mark Milley, right, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and his comments on critical race theory yeah. and teaching critical race theory. Yeah, right. And I couldn't help when I heard those statements to say, "Wow, we're missing such a huge piece of this." Uh-huh. He talked about reading Mao and Lenin <laughs> and Marx, and that doesn't make him a communist. And and I'm like, "Yes, this is great. This is a Princeton-educated, yeah. multiple grad grad degree, truly a national treasure." Yeah, four this star, guy is a special star forces ranger. Yeah, yeah, truly a national treasure. Yeah, right. And in all that he was saying, I thought, wow, what we're missing isn't whether or not you should teach something. It's fine if you teach things. Yeah, It's the context and frame in which you teach it. That's all. We're- There's no problem with teaching communism or bigotry or any of these other things. In the right If lens. you frame it in a way where people can understand a stance on it. Right. That's my issue with CRT, though. That's my issue. Yeah. It just takes one lens, that's race, and then General Mittley, And I th- think I mean I'm not trying to bag on him here, but like you, you have to understand that there's a finite amount of, of education that we can give. If you're teaching someone this, then you're not teaching someone something else and a better lens. No. We should be optimizing our lenses all the time. Yes. And by simply looking everything, look at everything through the, through the lens of race and not socioeconomics and not timing and not culture, not our culture, the world's culture, yeah. putting things in context and just saying, it's all race, that's a problem. And the issue that is even broader than that is not only is it a problem, and once again, if we are going to teach critical race, We should teach the holes that are in the argument as well. But nobody wants to do that, Arinda. That's the problem. Nobody's going to do that. There's this broader issue that if we truly do subscribe to this theory and view everything through the lens of it has to be race, then some of the white people that are writing the textbooks, they only did it because somehow they were going to benefit from that as well and this whole structure is set up because everything everything has to do with race. Everything is nefarious. And we've had this conversation before. I, I think that there is a true danger in this to the black community more broadly because then we raise a generation of people that are looking for race to explain everything in a negative way. Yes. I've told you this a million times. I don't know what my life would be like if I was constantly looking for why people were treating me wrong rather than looking for opportunities where people treated me right. The stress of that alone would have broken me in this life. Yeah, You wouldn't be here. It would have broken me. So we are in that in teaching in that way we would be telling our children, our next generation, it's there. You got to look for it. It's crippling. It's always there. You got to look crippling. for it. It's crippling. Imagine being told that day in and day out every single day. And you you know what it does? It puts a cap on what you can do because not even you can believe that you can do it because the world is always against you. And then once that gets indoctrinated in the way you live your life, then you'll never peak. Yeah. Because you will stop yourself from trying to achieve things because the world is always against you. Yeah. And that's what I think the left is doing. Now, I don't necessarily think they're doing it on purpose, but we are are creating victims. The difference between us is this. Our parents would never let us get away with that. Yeah. You don't get to blame somebody else for why you do or don't have something. It's your life. You own it. You were born in America. Life's not fair. This is as fair as it's going to get. Go figure it out. And we did because we were never encumbered by the idea of walking in the room and thinking to ourselves, uh, it, I, you know what? I'm not even going to try Yeah. because I'm a poor little black boy and we can't achieve. It didn't work out because I'm black. It did, Always. I, it oh, didn't oh, work it, out. I was black. And we've talked about this before. Have there been things in my life, I am not delusional enough to believe of course that there, there have been times and things in my life where I didn't get it because of the color of my skin. I know that that's happened to me. Yes. But every time, I didn't use that as a reason or excuse why I didn't get it. I use that as fuel. Uh-huh. If this person wants to hold me back because I'm black, I'll show you. Guess what? I'm gonna be better. I'll show you. Way better. I'm gonna be so much I'm better. Gonna I'm gonna exceed the expectation. So much better that next time you can't say no. Yeah. Without a benefit of the doubt. fuel. Without. But a- Brenda, guess what? Many groups go through this. This isn't just this is just black people. Many different women. Yeah. You kidding me? Let's be clear about something. Black men have the right to vote before all women. Yeah. Like if we we could go on and on, we've all had every group has had their crosses to bear in some yeah. capacity. That's the beauty of Fourth of July in America and our independence. Yeah. This is as close to a meritocracy as you're ever going to see in the world. It's your choice. Yeah. And a lot of people would say, well, it's not that close. Back to your point. It's as close as you're going to see. So what do you... people in other parts of the world are trying to get what... here to get a piece of this? It's as close as you're going to see. You think it's better other places in the world? I'm here to tell you it's not. Give I've it a there. try and see. I've been there. It's not. So this kind of brings us, you know, now that we're talking about the Fourth of July, and this kind of brings us to the to the Olympics coming up here, and what happened this week um, with uh, Gwen Berry. Mm-hmm. Who finished third place in the hammer throw and is going to go to Tokyo and in the Olympic play, trials. In the, in the Olympic trials. So yep. she's so she's gonna go to the Olympics. And during the national anthem, she held a shirt up and then turned her back on the national anthem. Now you and I are people that fought for the right for people to express themselves and however they want. It's called the first it's called the First Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. The issue that I take up with this is so we're talking about the Olympics and you're representing your country. That that's it's this isn't like the NBA or the NFL or no 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 like you are literally being sent by your country to go represent her. You're on a team here. This is a team thing. Yeah. And if you're going to try to tell me that that's the best way to get your point across. As to how you feel disgruntled about how certain things, what certain things are going on in your country, I have a real problem with that. Now, I'm not saying that what well, she should or shouldn't do; it's it's your right. But then we also have our right to express my displeasure with watching that. Hey, and I I, I love the way you frame that because. I fought and was willing to die and would fought and would be willing to die again for her right to do that. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's a consistency argument here that's that's a real broad one. A lot of people have called for canceling her. Don't let her on the Olympic team. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I don't believe in canceling, period. You know that. I know. I think she should be on the Olympic team. And you know what? I'll even go further. I'm going to cheer for her. Do you know why I'm going to cheer for her? Because she wears red, white, and blue. And I'm so disappointed that she doesn't understand that her ability to compete at that level and what this country has, has enabled her to do that she doesn't see it in the same way that I do. I feel sad for her. I feel empathy for her that she doesn't see it that way. Watching her behave But I'm that, still so disappointed. Watching her behave that way, the only thing I was really thinking of is just like, well, why are you there? Like, it, it, like, like, I'm not saying you have to be just grateful for the country that you live. In. Well, you should be, but like, if, if you're, if that's if that's going to be your behavior, to go to the Olympics, something that people have trained their entire lives to do, to represent their country, wh- wh- why are you even here? Yeah. Furthermore, could you imagine if this were if, if if a Russian athlete, or a Chinese athlete, or I can go down the list of athletes that behaved that way on a national scale, what would happen to them? Well, and therein lies the irony. You, you just lack, you yeah. just like lack this sense of like appreciation for what we have. But I, I'm going to tell you what the part that really pisses me off, flat out. What's the woman's name who got first? Was it Deanne Price? I think was her name. Yeah, Deanne Price. She's the one that got first place. And we're she not talking about her. Broke. No. Oh no. Oh, Rendon. She had the American record. Yeah. And, and broke, broke her own record. American record. Yeah. And broke her own record. And you know what we're talking about? Mm. Not her accomplishment, not her hard work that she spent years trying to perfect this craft to be one of the best in the world to do it. Oh no. We're, we're talking the air about out. this petulant child who wants to steal the glory from a teammate that really did something special. That's garbage to me. Well, to your point, that is not teamwork. No, it's That the is opposite. not a team mentality. No. So if you don't want to be on the team, why do you want to be there in the first place? What also strikes me to be very interesting about Gwen is that there's pictures that have surfaced with her standing proudly in front of an American flag. So what happened? Is this an attention grab? Are you trying I'm an activist now? Like, like like, what are you doing? The only thing you're doing is robbing the glory from your other teammates that are proudly standing there with their hands over their heart and they can't wait to represent their country. And causing consternation. That's it. It's this is the this is the pot stir. For what? Right. And, and, I, I, and by, by the way, if you think so, if you think you're bringing are so this is this is where a lot of people that think that that applaud her to include the president, actually of the United States, Joe Biden, the people that applauded this. See, here's what they're missing. What they're missing is is that you're not helping. No. See, see, you think you're helping by bringing attention to a cause. You're not helping. No. Wesley, this is the same thing as critical race theory. Yeah. If you believe that you're helping a minority by telling them that they have no chance of succeeding because (laughs) the system is completely against them, you're not. if you're talking about trying to cure racism by teaching reverse racism, You're you're not helping. No. You're really not. No. We should be in the business of empowering people. Yeah. And then how do we do it in a very constructive way? There are ways to talk about how you feel about some of the ills in our country in a productive way yeah. that people would want to listen to and want to engage on and want to talk about. Yeah. Well, this is just pu- pulling pure, uh, pu- 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 sorry. This is just puring fuel on the fire. Yeah. You know that people will get all fired up about the national anthem and about, about the flag. You know that. So you're just pouring that kerosene all over it. You know what this goes to? just because you can doesn't mean you should doesn't mean you should and when you talk about in selfish ways stealing yeah glory, the glory from your te- from from a situation that should elicit very positive emotions yes you know what that reminds me of today the day we're filming this Is the deceased Princess Diana's 60th birthday? Mm -hmm. Okay. Outside of the palace that she lived in, uh, they have now uh, put up a statue of her. Mm -hmm. Right? I saw that, yeah. In honor of her. It's awesome. What we should all be talking about is her humanitarian efforts, Mm -hmm. the way that she made a monarchy feel close and personal class dignity respect with their people yeah yeah beloved yeah that's what we should be talking about talking about that should be every press every headline that we see but what are we talking about how are harry and william going to interact it's So even by going and and saying, hey, I want to be a part of this, it's this unceasing attention grabs from something that could and should be beautiful and provocative. And we're ruining it. Yeah. Why? Why can't sometimes we just let the attention be on, on, on the, the most important thing, or the most positive thing, it doesn't thing. have to be about or the most us positive all thing all the time. Yes. How can we promote more positivity in general? There's enough negative stuff out there. Yes. There's enough of it. And these very rare opportunities to celebrate good, can we? Can we? Can we please do that sometimes? Yes. Everything has to be a controversy. Everything. We can't get away from it. We can't get out of our own way. What's the gospel song? Crying with a loaf of bread bread under your arms. arms. We can't get out of our way long enough to appreciate the mountaintops because we're constantly trying to jump in the valleys. Yep. Can we do a victory lap, please? And by the way, Gwen's story is phenomenal, apparently. I mean... One of I mean, just it's a it's it's like it's like an American dream type story that is only possible in America, in America. And here you are saying you're going you're going to the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. thanks. Well, and that's that's also one of the pieces of that that's just so frustrating for me is it goes back to what. By the way, real quick. Do you know what the fourth place person did? She probably I don't know. I don't know. She did. She probably cried her eyes out. You know why? Because she has to wait another how many years to even have the opportunity to stand up on that podium. And that's how you want to act. Yeah. You see, you see, there's a fourth and fifth and a sixth place person that's not going to go to Tokyo. Yeah. They would have died to be standing on that podium. Yeah. The hours, hundreds of uh, hours. The hours, the work, the injuries, the training. Yeah. The dieting, everything. Yeah. Would have died to be on that podium. Yeah. That's how you act. All right. What does our boy Don King say? I say our boy. That's a loose term. Only in America. 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 And that's what that that's what for me is just is so sad about the whole story. Really, is the lack of. Understanding and perspective that your story is a uniquely American story. Yeah. And not realizing that, oh my gosh, like this is uniquely American. I am really the standard bearer for what's possible in this country. Yeah. So rather than understand, it's like this is the environment that yielded success for you. And rather than see that, it's like, (laughs) oh, this is the environment that yielded success. Well, they got it all wrong though. You're a what? successful product of this environment. What? I don't understand that. i heard it, it and I never will. And, and and again, it's just it's just as a teammate or as somebody who was on the Olympic team. Somebody that, and by the way, if you watch the two other young ladies that were standing on the podium, I mean, pr- like oozing with pride. Yeah. Could not have been more proud. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of this is rooted too, Wesley, in our identity of, as people. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us are subscribing more to postmodern theories. And in postmodern theories, there's two things that, that we tend to eliminate one is our individual identity. And what goes with that is our individual responsibility, mm-hmm. and one is our broader group identities. So we latch on in postmodernism, we latch on to these micro identities mm-hmm. constantly. We don't, we don't say I'm an American, I'm a Black American. I'm a, <laughs> you know? we don't we don't take the individual responsibility and say, hey, I'm in charge of this. We say. We're being held down. We're being subjugated. This group, this is a that problem. And this Stop is the problem. Stop this hate. Stop that hate. Stop this hate. And back and forth and back. It's like yes. And you want to people? People ask me all the time. They're like, "What's the difference in the mentality of this country?" You know, from the World War II generation to now. And I think it is that postmodern thinking—that thinking of we're only thinking of ourselves as pieces of the pie. And we're not thinking about ourselves as a holistic America. Mm-hmm. And that's problematic. And so as we study theories, I mean, look, we we're so into having to study specifically critical race theory, right? Aesthetic like, what, yeah. about, what about critical legal theory, where critical race theory came from? So one thing one thing General Milley said as well, is he say he said this, he goes, "I want to understand white rage. How about rage? Hmm. Rage. It's not just the banner for just white males. Yeah. Again, as we talked about two weekends ago, there were 40 people shot in Chicago, the majority of them black. What about black rage? What about MS-13? What about gang rage? That's that's predominantly Hispanic. What about rage, period? Just because you're a white male doesn't mean you have rage. So when you have the top general in our country say, I want to understand white rage too. No, no, sir, sir, you see, how about rage? Yeah. And how do we get to the bottom to the root causes of these things? To your point, you don't have to put a moniker on everything. What about white American rage? What about black American rage? What about Asian American rage? What about this American? like if this gets so home <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> or <laughs> ah! <laughs> like we're constantly changing our banners in this hate in that hate ah! yeah yeah like why like like all these things need to be addressed, but we can only address them together. And the second we start putting these micro pseudo handles on everything, yeah. then we start to exclude somebody else that wants to be a part of the process. Yeah. That can be a part of the healing process, but then you know what they say? You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not Jewish. I, I can I can't understand what it's like. You know, I'm not black. Hey, hey, I got some thought, but you know, man, I'm not black. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't I can't, you know, I don't understand. Guess you can understand. You're an intelligent human being. Yeah. We want your opinion. We need your opinion. Yeah. And that's that goes back to the idea of how do we make America better as a whole. That's it. Like how do we make America better? Because and once again, this is this is a lot of the problem that I see with with critical race theory is if we're taking perspectives from other people hopefully we're taking perspectives from them because we believe that the perspectives that they lend are trying to help us yeah the crux of that theory is inherently because you don't look like this your perspective is inherently racist period that's it Forget your background, forget your socioeconomic background, forget where you're coming from, forget your family history, forget your forget your experiences. It's all rooted in race. It's all, all race. You can you can never all race. You can never do anything because you truly believe that it's the right thing to do. That's wrong, Rendon. It's race. It's wrong. Yeah. See or like like it's it's wrong. And the and the question is, and it, it goes back to even what General Milley was saying, the question is, once again, learning different theories, understanding different theories. Yeah, that, that, that's absolutely wonderful. There's also a piece of this, too, where we have to take responsibility. And when I say we, it's a, the collective, collective, we, collective America. Yeah, We have to take responsibility of how we message and put together curriculums as well. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, just go off the hook. Like, yes, General Milley is a very, 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 very educated person. Extremely. He reads... Top Mao 1%, and Lenin and all this kind of stuff. Top one percent of the Let one. Me, and, and I'll tell you, I consider myself an extremely learned person. Yes. Okay. I've read Linux and Marx. I've never read Mao. Me neither. Okay. And so, as somebody who considers myself a learned person, you believe that every single person is going an academy, is going to do all this to digest this. Is, this. is <laughs> that curious that they're going to go read everything about every theory possible because they're that curious? Because they're not. They're not. And, and, and there is a responsibility, especially from the highest levels of the armed forces, to think about and curate a curriculum that will help people better understand the world and the soldiers and sailors in which they will lead. So but let's just talk about our lives, too. I've never really had an issue. I've never felt like we didn't teach or we didn't learn enough about race growing up. No, I lived it, man. Not only did we live it though, but like even going, even in school, like we learned about Harriet Tubman. We learned about slavery. I, we watched Jane Pittman. Yeah. In elementary school at Greenwood, we sure did. We watched that movie. We talked. We had Black History Month. Yeah. We talked about it, like in every phase of our lives, from public school and private school, they taught the history of slavery and of the past, and the historical context. That it was in, yeah. I just want, I just want the truth. You don't have to give it to me based on the perspective of 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 race. Just tell me what happened. Yeah. And there I, were, I, I don't and feel there, like I, I there always were bad, got that. And there were bad white and black people, and good white and black people, and Hispanic people, and, and Asian That's... people. Like th- this is history. Is history, right? <laughs> it's what happened. Yeah. It's it's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So viewing history through the lens of a theory. To me, I mean that's a great history five hundred five course. Yes, but not but under no circumstances. And it's not it's history one hundred one. No, it is not. And then and then also, if you really what, what gets really funny that I find interesting is that So, if we're talking about slavery, we're talking about critical critical race theory. So, where did the slaves come from that were sold to the slave owners in the Americas? They were slaves in Africa. So they were black slave owners. Yeah. And Native American slave owners, and Native American, because whoa, you know af- it after, it you know like this goes on every so it's, every it's civilization, not, it's not just because of the color of the it's person's not just skin, just because that, of the critical race, not because actually they're black. So I mean, how are you going to explain that away? Yeah. Well, and that's why that's why viewing history through the lens of a theory is some real high level it's stuff. High level. But <laughs> I like the way you put that, like like five level, not, not one-on-one. It's not one-on-one. Not, and, and also should not be – and by not one-on-one rendered, I, I, I'm not sure that, that especially developing brains and young people that really don't have the capacity to get – there are some kids that are that gifted that can do that. But that takes time. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to distill that down and put that in the right context. Yeah. I understand, General General Milley can. I, he, I'm sh- of of course he can. Yeah, he's got a ten pound brain, man. He's the cu- he, guy's he a can. national treasure. Everybody can't do that. Yeah. And by the way, be better. You you can't expect everyone to be able to do that. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be agree more. very careful with what we're teaching our, our our people. And by the way, I'm not saying I don't want to talk about slavery and race. I love talking about it. Oh. Oh my gosh. You know what? I, I love talking. People get on Well, don't. I was when I was on a campaign trail. Somebody said, "I just feel uncomfortable when you talk about race. I feel uncomfortable when you do that." Sorry. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Because when I talk about it, I always, we always talk about it in terms of progress. Don't act like it didn't happen, though. Yeah. Because it did. Because it did. Well, and there's <laughs> like when I really feel like we have. There's a progression point that I'm hoping that I get to see in my lifetime and I'm not I'm not overly optimistic that I will uh-huh. <sniffs> I look forward to a day when my grandkids, God willing, will be able to talk about American history where they don't bifurcate it into black history, white history, you know, this is a- It's just history. This is Asian month, this is is, uh, Pride month. I would hope that at some point in my lifetime, we would get to the point where we realize there are unique struggles that are happening here that are American struggles. And it's incumbent upon all of us to try to help those in our society who are struggling. And it doesn't matter where they are socioeconomically from a religious standpoint. The whole standpoint, point it of us matter. having Black History Month or all these months, because now everybody's got a month. It's so that we don't need them. It's so at some point. So, so there was a time in our history where we needed this month to introduce theor- to introduce some ills that certain people had to go through in order to be here. But it was introduced for it to eventually go away because it gets inculcated and ingrained into our natural American curriculum. That's the hope. But the more but, we segment but we're getting, that will never but we're happen. We're progressing. Yeah. That will never happen. It's like we're doubling down on it. And yeah. and we've we've clearly progressed way beyond that. Yeah. I would hope, and as we talked earlier in, in the series about Juneteenth, I would hope that Juneteenth in twenty years isn't seen as a black holiday. It's just, it's ho- I hope that it's seen as an America. <laughs> Martin Luther King is King Day is getting there more and more and more. And every year, I'm like, okay, good. We're we're, we're it's an American seeing holiday. this like the, it's this, good. This, this, this guy. He's an American treasure. It's a good thing, guys. right? It's good. He's not a black American treasure. It's just, it's just it's he's an American, American treasure. treasure. This guy's good. Yeah, like the I Have a Dream speech wasn't good for a black guy. It was good. It's one of the best speeches ever given. Period. 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 Top three ever. Period. Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, it's up there. You know my, you know how I feel about Kennedy's speech out the back of his truck, Bobby. Bobby Kennedy, that's a good one. That, on the out. That, that, that for me is probably my. It, it, yeah, it, no, it was Bobby Kennedy's speech when he announced that that Martin Luther that Martin King, the King was, shot. was shot. That's a great. It's great, what, a speech. great it's what a great, one of speeches I've ever heard in my life. That's a great speech. But anyway, there's there's yeah. a list of them. Gladiator. Anyway. Are you not entertained? What Are you do not entertained now? Echoes in eternity. An eternity. <laughs> Michael Jordan's speech to the tunes <laughs> in Space Jam. The no, no, um, uh, Colonel Nathan R. Jessup. Oh, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, a few good men. I mean, we're getting some real quality speeches here. Brother. Yeah, <laughs> You're ridiculous. that's a good one. <laughs> you want me on that wall. You, you need me on that, on that wall. wall. Uh, I love it. Who's gonna do it? You Weinberg. You Lieutenant Weinberg. <laughs> what a squirrely name, huh? You you Lieutenant Weinberg. Anyway. There has been, been some, yeah, there's there some really good quality speeches out there. Yeah, yeah, and MLK is 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 up there, man. Yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, I, I say from the words I say the Sermon on the Mount. From the words, but we I mean, we don't have video of that, right? Yeah. We, 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 yeah, we, we, yeah. Like I I think it was pretty good based on what I've read. It's like the we, Gettysburg Address, right? Like yeah. like the, the the best thing we have is uh who play who played Lincoln? Uh what's his name? Oh Daniel Day Lewis. Dangle Day Lewis. That's yeah. that's the best we got. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the best we got. We see there's no recording of it. Yeah. But my guess is it was pretty good. It's probably it's probably about like that. So I can't even because of that, you know, we're talking about things that we've actually captured. Yes. I mean, yeah, MLK is up there, some Bobby Kennedy ones that are up there. There's yeah. there's certainly some wonderful Malcolm X ones up there. Yeah, I mean this is But it's not just because he was a black dude that some gave Ronald it. Reagan ones that are pretty good. It's because it was just awesome. It's a great speech. And and, and that's that's where I hope that that we can transition as a country. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is happening from the standpoint of the next generation and how they view race. Because one of the things, we've talked about this at length. I have biracial children, you have biracial children. And I think one of our big pitfalls as a society is people who grew up in our era are trying to put all of the baggage of our era yeah. on the next era. And that's what that's what concerns me about critical race theory. Yeah. Is there's a lot of baggage that's left. Our parents have more baggage racially than we do, big time. We have more baggage racially than our kids will have, be- big time. And so it's we really so need stop to be passing down the baggage. We really need to be careful about what we teach because we're not only teaching history. We're teach teaching the lessons. Th- no, don't we're pass teaching down history the baggage and baggage. Yes, we're teaching history and passing down the baggage. Just teach the history. Yeah, we don't need the baggage. We don't need the baggage because it's different. man. It's changed. I was in Florida. Just got back today. Yeah, and Flow Rider, Flow Rider, Florida. Let me tell you something. Florida, Florida's is a wild, wild west, man. Hey they, man, they 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 live by a different code. It's my kind of code. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Florida. <laughs> by the way, have, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Very yeah. very quick segue. Yeah, I've always thought that Flow Rider was like the black pit bull. Oh, that's a good one. Hit summer hits for days. Hit after hit. Maybe not like the most talented, like not the most gifted lyrically, but for whatever reason. Doesn't matter. When the summertime comes around. It's catchy. I'm wondering where they are. I'm I'm trying to find the Alpha Bottom Jeans. And the boots with the first. <laughs> right? You know, they're kind of like, yeah. you know, it's. it's... summer. This is the, the summer's here. Yeah. Where's Florida? Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought it he was. He has like kinda... five songs, right? And they all came out in the summer. They different all years. Summer. He doesn't release songs in the fall. Oh, yeah. So, but you were in Florida. I was in Florida. And, you know, in most airports that you fly into in this country, Inherently, usually CNN is going to be on 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 the screen on, on the news that's getting played. Yeah, right. And if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, there's some kind of airport agreement that CNN has with certain airports or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Not in Panama City where I flew into, mm-hmm. they had Fox News on TV. Interesting, which is very interesting to me. Yeah, because also kind of goes to show you the thought process of that community and the microcosm yeah. of that community. Sure. And so I was on the beach, obviously, and just... You, was you just were on the beach? It was, it was great. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was great. It was wonderful. And at the end of the day, I was walking up, and just getting ready to get in the golf cart, and this guy with his Mississippi State shirt stopped. You could tell he had had a few. Congratulations on the national championship, awesome. by the way. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And we just start talking. We just started talking, and... He looked at me and he goes, are "You a football player?" So I said, "No, no, I'm not." I said, "Actually, actually I just ran for office." "No, I just had I just have these <laughs> muscles. Uh, are you a football player? No, I just like to carry these around because uh, you know, they might be able to help me at some point in life." <laughs> "Are those muscles detachable?" "No, no, they're no, they're actually part of me." <laughs> That's funny. Uh, So this guy goes. We started talking, and I told him. I kind of told him who I was, and I ran for office. I'm going to run again. I think. I think he kind of. Then he kind of recognized because probably saw me on Fox for a few things. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting there with his daughter, and he asked this question. This is a great question. This is a great question. He didn't know for sure. Okay, but. But I get it. You got to be careful. Black guy in Florida. You know, I can, I can feel it. And yeah. I'm kind of smiling because I know where he's you, going. you know where he's going with this. It. And I'm not going to make him feel bad about like, it. like, he's starting to put together the box. <laughs> he's starting to like. <laughs> but he's like. He, heard, he went to West Point. I was in the yeah, military. Really? He's like, like I want to put you in a box, but, but I'm not, I, sure, I'm not sure what and box. And then he goes, so if you don't mind me asking. He has to get a country. If you don't mind me asking, what's your what, what are your um, political leanings? <laughs> As diplomatically as he could put it, this daughter goes, "Dad," and I go, "He goes, no, oh, actually, actually, I'm a, I'm a Republican." He goes, "Oh, thank God, me and Mom, come on, brother," and he gives me a hug, Riddick, but like a real grown man hug, yeah. you know. He's like, "Bring, bring it in, brother, yeah, bring it yeah. in," like right? your back. He's like, he's like, yeah. and it was so funny because we were talking about freedom and liberty, yeah. and, and we were talking about Second Amendment stuff, and just like things in general, service to the country, being thankful, being yeah. grateful, these things that he was just trying to figure it out, he didn't care what I looked like. Yeah. He didn't care what I looked like. Literally. And when I told him that we agreed politically, he was, oh God. I, was, I mean, Because he knew that I didn't care that he was white, and I knew that he didn't care that I was black. We were talking about what the values of this country mean to us. Yeah. But we agreed on that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And in critical race theory, that's not possible. It's impossible. Because I have to have that conversation and assume
1: that, that he's he racist. automatically
0: is racist and doesn't want to listen to what you have to say. Period. Why? Because he's, he's a white man. Yeah. What? Do we really want to live in that world? Brenda, he- not no. Hell no. And not only do we not want to live in this world, I refuse to live in that world. I refuse to live in that world. There are way too many good people that look way different than we have, that look like us, look different, that are just good people. Yeah. That have treated us very well. Yeah. That have supported us throughout our entire lives. I refuse to put all those good people in a box. Mm. Not only no, but. Me, la, no. I would not let the <laughs> let <him> go. <laughs> <laughs> not only no, <laughs> not only no. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse to do it. Yeah, and that like, and by the way, that's this one example that happened on the beach. I got like five. I got five of those examples the- that are very similar to that. Just, and it's just, I don't. I, I will spare you every story, but it was it was over and over and over and over again. Our lives are riddled with those examples. I know. Way we're more at, of those than the others, by the way, than the bad ones. We were having a conversation earlier today on our drive over here, which is crazy. I don't think that our listener really understands. We were getting geared up to come over here and talk and have a conversation, and we were having a conversation on the way over here. None of the material of that conversation is in this conversation. It just kind of gives you a scope of how yeah. much we actually do talk. Yeah, that's a lot. To which my wife would say, "Too much, Montu." Yeah, just yeah. our, this, our <laughs> role. Stop doing that. Save it for the show. <laughs> so we were, we were, we were talking about the different places that we experienced growing up, whether it be growing up in Greenwood Forest, whether it be going to Champion Forest Baptist Church, whether it be going to St. John's. And as we were talking about all these places, we both just started reminiscing. Man, remember this person? Man, they were a good person. Man, remember this person? Or Greg Smithy? Man, they were Remember good Jason Klotz? Man, his mom and good man, yeah. remember this mom and dad. Man, they were really good people. Yeah. Man, they were really good people. Yeah. And yeah. I would be hard pressed Remember the Joneses, Brad Jones, the Joneses. Yes, yeah, Mississippi State alums. Yes, I would be hard pressed to, on one hand, come up with five people or families that I didn't feel that way about. I know, I know, I know. And I we're, would ta- be we're, we're talking about a lot of white people. We're so talking about we're talking about eighteen years. Yeah, it's hard to find of like, growing up. Yes. And Rennie, you know what's really funny about that too if I could name the five guess what they won't be all white families Ah. my whole argument with that comment is that this is not about race it's about the individual person individual family there's good white people and there's bad white people there's good black people and there's bad white black people There's good. we could do this all day yeah we could do it all day. And we feel do, the need you, to always caveat that, right? I know, like that's I know. what that's what. Ta- that's the Fourth of July caveat. So the assumption right? is, is that just because they're black, they're gonna be good to you? Yeah, that's not always true. Or just because they're white, they're gonna be bad to you? It's not always true. And this is the world that we're trying to that we're trying to force down the throats of our future? And oh, by the way, this is a world that our future doesn't see or subscribe to yet. No. But if we keep doing this... They will. They will. And that, my brother, is yeah. dangerous. It's very dangerous. This is why I'm concerned, too, especially as we're you know rolling into Fourth of July weekend. When did patriotism become a bad thing? Hmm. You see, we, you start to lose our next generation when you stop instilling a sense of pride and patriotism where you came from. Like, that's where it gets really dangerous, because now you don't feel like you're in the same boat. Yeah. When did that become controversial? When did that? W- w- when, was, when was putting up an American flag. Controversial. A sign that we might not agree on the direction of our country? So Brad Jones, actually, speaking of him, this is actually what I thought about him, because now I'm now remembering. He put up a Facebook post. He changed his Facebook profile when he, was, when he played baseball for him. Mississippi State. Yeah, the yeah. Mississippi State. And there is, is a shot of the team and his the in his jersey when he was playing. And whenever they played the national anthem, they placed their hand over their hearts and then they placed their their left hand like at the position of parade rest. Hmm. The whole team. That's what the coach did. This is how we do it. That's it. Wow. So he posted that a couple of days ago. And I thanked him for that. Yeah. What when did that become controversial at this point? And once again, you want to talk about we really need to think about how we write this ship. Because you feel like you have to caveat if somebody disrespects the flag. I always feel the need to caveat it with, well, I fought for their right to do that so they can do it. Yeah. But when somebody respects the flag, they're racist. oh you don't you don't understand oh you don't know why we don't know why we're you don't know why we don't why we don't respect the flag oh you don't get it yeah so it's like only one end only one end of the argument necessitates me saying well there's this this and the other but the But the other end of the argument where it's just like yeah well i mean like you know i i i respect this country like am i a bad person or am i wrong because I believe that this country is the best country in the world, and there's a lot of opportunity. No, because that's a fact. And you know what I almost just did? This is Facts. what we're talking about. I almost just had to caveat that, right? <gasps> Even though there's things that we, yeah. yeah, we're not perfect. Yeah, nothing is. Nothing and no one is. Yeah, I'm gonna stop caveating. Well, I just, as we as we embark on the next campaign, I'm not caveating anymore. Hmm. No more caveating. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because I do it all the time now. Yeah. And that's not – It. it's inherently understood that a part of the human condition, therefore any human or anything that humans create, Lacks isn't, perfection. is inherently flawed. Yeah. Lacks perfection. Okay, so let's, let's move on. Yeah. Let's focus on the good. We, we, can, we, can, we got to address the bad. Let's focus on the positives, yeah. man. It's come a long way. That's not what I'm choosing to talk about. What I'm talking about is the positives. Fourth of July, this it's is good what thing. I'm talking about. It's it. a good thing. Juneteenth, this is what I'm talking about. It's a good thing. I'm choosing to talk about the positives. It's a good thing. It's in Christian holidays, right? Yeah. Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus. That's it. Easter, celebrating the resurrection. The resurrection of Christ. That's it. Good Friday? Yeah. We're mourning for the cross. Yeah. Th- th- there's, there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Take us out. Happy Fourth of July to everyone. Please enjoy the amazing experiment that is the American experiment. Also, if you have time, I will have a couple of Fox exclusives next week. Please tune in. Mm -hmm. Fox News will be making the official announcement for the congressional run coming up here next week. And... The reason why Rendon and I are doing this, why we have the honor to do it, is because there are a lot of people that sacrificed and shed blood for us to be able to sit here and do this, and they come from all walks of life. Again, we aren't perfect, but by God, you have an amazing 4th of July weekend. And remember, that smiles are contagious, so make someone's day. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you.